Morning, everyone. I'm going to move some things around here because I find it hard to stay in one spot. I don't want to trip over myself. There's no interview about hospitality this morning. Lee told me that before the service. He said I could interview myself. That's lovely. So, so well, I'll interview myself. Pete, what's your experience being of hospitality here at Connect Baptist? Well, let me tell you. Um, not long after Jacinda and I started coming along here, a guy called Jeff and his wife Joe invited us over um, for dinner, uh, for lunch, wasn't it? It was a really nice lunch too. I enjoyed it. We mentioned while we were there that um, we had a garden and we came home with a car full of plants as well. So if you need any, if you need any plants, just um, ask Jeff if you can get an invite for lunch. Um, but it was really good. I, like I enjoy hospitality. I think you can get to know people um, a little bit better when you when you sit around a table and you have a meal together. It's it's good to come along here on a Sunday morning, but sometimes you just want more. You know, you want you want to connect with people at a, at a bit of a deeper level. And so I really enjoy hospitality. And so if you want to come around to our place sometime, just let me know. We'll have you around. Won't we, honey? <laughs> I should have done that in the other order. That's all right. <laughs> um, this morning, we're just going to continue on with the series about hospitality. Um, many years ago, I can't remember how many years ago, um, I, spent, uh, I, I spent a while living in Cambodia. And... Um, this just came to mind because, as you all know, that Ben's over in Japan at the moment and Ben has his ups and downs. And if Ben's watching, where is he? Hello, Ben. How are you in Japan? Well, oh, there. Sorry, I wasn't even looking at you. Um, and, and, and as Ben would now know, and um, as I found out when I lived in Cambodia, it, it can be quite difficult um, sometimes living in a different culture. It's alright if you you can go there for two weeks and you know at the end of the two weeks that you're going to come home so you just really enjoy what's going on. But if you go over there and you know that you're not sure when you're going to come home and so this is it, what's surrounding you is it, it can be a bit more challenging. Um, and so I remember being there and everything's different, the smells are different, the language is different and when you walk out, the, you don't even have to actually walk out the front door for things to be different. The place you wake up in is different, everything is different. So, so when you're over there sometimes um, what happens, happened to me and happens to most people is you see little things in different countries that are also in your country and all of a sudden they become a big thing. Like if you drive home today and you drive past a Caltech service station, for example, you go, yeah, there's a Caltech service station, I've seen a minister. If, if you're living in a different country and everything's different and you drive past one, you go, look, a Caltech. Like it all really just changes because it's that connection. And I remember going to a um, cafe and it was also a bookstore and I was sitting in this cafe and I was having a look at the books and one of my daughters went over and they found, when I was little, my brother and I used to love Star Wars 
and they found a where is it a Star Wars figure in the middle of Cambodia, and um, if you if you do decide to come around our house for uh, for lunch or dinner, by the way. When you walk into our house right now, you'll see I have a cabinet full of Star Wars figures. That started, I started collecting them, not here, but when I was in Cambodia. Why? Because I saw that and I went, that reminds me of when I was a kid being brought up in Tamworth and I was with my family and I was with my brother and sister and we had a great time growing up there in Tamworth and I remember going to see a Star Wars movie at Tamworth Drive-In. Do you remember drive-ins? Yes. Drive-in and sit and watch. Like that one thing connected me to so many memories and so I bought it and it just sat on a bookshelf there and every t- when I was in Cambodia feeling a bit home I'd just sit there and look at it and go, oh, I remember all of that. And um, what does that have to do with what I'm talking about this morning? Well, nothing at all. I, I just thought it was a really good story. No, no it, I, it, it does have a connection. The, the, this morning I want to talk about um, the verses from Acts chapter 2, verse 42 to 47, where it's the start of the church. It's the beginning when the believers get together. So um, I'm going to read those out to you. It's Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. It says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Let's just quick pray. Dear Lord, we just pray this morning that those verses, that the things that you want to say to us this morning through those verses, Lord, I pray that you are able to say them because our hearts are open to you today. So Lord, we sit here in your presence and we ask you to speak to us. We ask you to shape us, to change us and to mould us this morning, we pray. In Jesus' name, Amen. Now you may have heard these verses before and um, there's a few interesting things in these verses so I'm not going to go into everything because there's quite a lot packed into these verses. Just just a few things um, that I want to mention um, is that it's interesting in verse 46 that it says that they continued to meet together in the temple courts and we know that as Acts continued and we see the story of the early church they eventually stopped going to the temple courts um, because they felt that the temple represented the, the old way 
um, that God had asked them to worship. But now Jesus had come along and they no longer needed to go to the temples. So, so if you read through Acts, you'll notice it. That at the beginning of Acts, they, they continue going to the temple like they always did and gradually it disappears. If you're not looking for it, you might not notice it, but if you're looking for it, you'll notice it, that, that, that they stop going to the temples because there's no need to offer the sacrifices and everything anymore because Jesus was the sacrifice. And then it says that um, they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. That's a really interesting verse. I'm not going to go into it too much because that's a whole other sermon, but it's interesting that they go to the temple to worship and praise, but then they go to their homes to basically have what we would call um, communion and to break bread um, because that wasn't accepted at, um, amongst that culture. They actually felt, some people actually felt that the early Christians, I'm not saying that they, they certainly weren't, but because they had bread and wine and they said this represented the body of Jesus, um, that they were cannibals. And that was some of the criticism la labelled against them. So they certainly weren't having communion in the, in the temple courts. They had it in their homes. Um, which, which brings me to what we really want to talk about this morning, and that is hospitality, that they met in their homes a lot as believers. That they gathered together in their homes. And the church grew as they were there in their homes. Now it starts off in verse 42, it says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Um, I thought I would, I thought I'd um, just discuss a little bit who they are. So before these verses, we know that not long before this time that Jesus had been risen, that Jesus had been with the disciples and then Jesus ascended into heaven and then um, the disciples wondered what they should be, should be doing but Jesus told them clearly I want you to go out, I want you to baptise, I want you to make disciples and so Peter stood up and Peter gave this message and right before these verses if you have your Bible with you you'll see that Peter addressed a massive crowd of people and a lot of those crowd um, believed. It says in the scriptures as 3,000 people um, believed in, in the Lord Jesus Christ um, at that time. So, um, and they gave their life to him and so their lives were changed. And so when it says they, who are they? What well, all of those people are they? All of those people that had had their lives changed in a radical and significant way. That's who they are. And so now they have to work out how do we express this new faith because it's different to what we had before and what do we do? And, and they came together and they, they met together. You'll be really dismayed to know at this point in time that I haven't even looked at my sermon notes yet, so here we go. <laughs> now, when they met together, it says that they did four things. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quickly run through these four things because they're, they're really significant things. We still do them today. We did most of them this morning. 
It says, when they met together, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. We would say that um, we sat and we listened to somebody preach. They had fellowship together. They broke bread together and they prayed. Now, sometimes um, there is an urge with, within us um, to think, okay, how do we get back to where the early church was? There was such passion. There was so much going on in the early church. How do we get that back now? And so we can go to verses like this and we can go, right here, all we have to do is follow the steps. So they did the, these four things, right? They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, fellowship, bringing of bread, prayer, right here, write them down on a whiteboard and we'll tick them all off and we'll make sure that we've got them and then everything's going to be amazing. But it doesn't happen that way because you would have seen so many times that we go through and we try to do these things we go this is what they were doing this is what we'll do everything will change but it doesn't and so i want to resist the urge to treat this like a checklist the things that they did are important and we do them but let's remember who they are they are the people that had just had their lives radically changed. This isn't a verse that's like an IKEA instruction manual. God saying, okay, if you want to build a really powerful and amazing church and um, you really want to impact your community, here's the IKEA instruction manual. Just put tab A into tab C and follow and, and check this off and then it'll all be okay and then in the end, well I don't know because I've been to Ikea and in the end it doesn't look like what it's meant to but <laughs> fall over. But, but that, that's, that's not what this is. They who did this are the people that had their lives radically changed and that is the key. The key is that they saw Jesus for who he was. They would have heard about Jesus. Who is this Jesus? He died on the cross. He was just a guy. He was unlucky. Well, no, he wasn't just a guy and he wasn't just unlucky. He's God's son and they saw that and they decided Jesus is who he said he was and I'm going to follow him and their entire life was changed. And that's what happened in these verses. And then they got together and they met together and they encouraged each other and they did these things, not because they were following a checklist, but because their lives were radically, radically changed. And because their lives were radically changed, they saw everything around them differently. We've all had those experiences in our lives, whether it be when you gave your life to the Lord Jesus Christ or, or maybe there was some really, you've experienced some traumatic or dramatic thing in your life and, and you know that feeling when you walk around and you see things in a different way, a different perspective. Everything seems to have changed. That's what happened to these people. Everything had changed for them. When I was a kid, I'm talking a lot about when I was a kid. When I was a kid, there used to be a TV show on that, um, probably showing how old I am, um, TV show called Mr. Squiggle. Anybody ever heard of Mr. Squiggle? Uh, <laughs> there you go. Um, basically, it was a puppet that had a pencil for a nose 
and the, and people would send in squiggles, and his challenge was to make an amazing picture out of it. So they'd, uh, there was a, they'd put the picture on this blackboard, and the blackboard was always grumpy because it was a puppet too. The blackboard was grumpy and go, oh yeah, oh, I remember that. Um, the old <laughs> blackboard, and and Mr. Squiggle would start drawing something. And he would always trick us. I, I don't know why. I must have been uh, a little bit of a simple kid because I'd always go, "Oh well, he tricked us. He tricked us. Um, he tricked us because he'd 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 be chatting away with Miss Jane, wasn't it? Yeah, he'd be chatting away with Miss Jane, and he'd be drawing. But then when he finished drawing, it didn't look like anything. But then he'd go, "Oh no, you've got to turn it upside down." And then he'd turn it upside down, and we'd go, "Ah." Oh. There's the picture, now I see it, and every time it got me. Um, but the reason I tell you that story is because I feel that God has done that in my life and that God continues to do that in my life at different times. And I'm sure that you know what I'm talking about because you would have had times where God turned the picture upside down and you go, ah, now I see it. This was a really, really powerful time where people's lives were changed and they went, ah, now I see it, now I get it. And they came together as believers and they cared for one another. And it was all about Christ being the centre. It was all about Jesus. It was all about the new life and the new hope that they had found through following Jesus Christ. And so when that happens, things do change around us. We do get a new perspective. What does any of this have to do with hospitality? Well, when, when we get a new perspective, we see the world around us differently and hopefully we should see others around us differently. We're gathered here this morning with a bunch of people. You may know some of them. You may not know some of them. You may know some better than others. But when we decided to follow Jesus Christ... He brought us into his family. And there's a bunch of people around here. And we're all family together through Jesus Christ because he has changed our perspective on life. We can look at each other and we can, we can think we're family and we care for one another because we're on a similar journey. And we understand some of the ups and we understand some of the downs. And there's love and compassion shown towards us. I know, sadly, that isn't the case in a lot of churches, but I'm pleased to say that it's been my experience here in this church um, to be able to find love and compassion and acceptance. And, and people really strive um, uh, and, and want acceptance. doesn't matter who they are, people... People want to have acceptance. And it says that they had all things in common. They gave, they shared, they faced life together. 
It's a really challenging few verses, actually, isn't it? Because you, you read these verses and the temptation is to go, okay, well, where it says that they shared everything together and some people even sold things so that they could care for other people and stuff, I think I'll just try and culturally explain those verses away. Why? Because I don't want to sell anything for somebody else. I'm having a hard enough time myself. But the verses are still there and they're pretty hard to explain away. I'm not suggesting anybody turn up next week and go, guess what everybody, I sold my house and I'm homeless. Um, I'm not suggesting that. But I'm suggesting that we are on a similar journey, we have all things in common, and there should be something different about this community as opposed to other communities that meet. A community that has been changed by Christ, where we reach out and we do care and we do support each other. And we, and, and we may financially support each other. Um, I, I will never forget a moment in Cambodia where there was a young guy and his wife and they had a sick child and their child was getting sicker but I worked in a very poor community so they had no money to take them to the doctor and I didn't find out this all happened until the next day. Um, and then I was talking with the leader of the community centre's wife, um, a young Cambodian couple, and she just said the next day um, that they got to go and see the doctor. And I was like, how did they get to go and see the doctor since they didn't have any money? And she said, oh, I just sold my wedding ring. Because that's what, that's what you do. And I was thinking, well... It's not what a lot of people do, but that's what you do. Um, and I was really challenged by that. That it wasn't like, ah, oh, should I do this? Oh, you know, like, oh, I won't do it. Like, it was just like, that's what you do. We're all brothers and sisters in Christ. You do that and you just help each other out. Sometimes we, we can create excuses why we shouldn't help out our brothers and sisters in Christ. Sometimes we can think, oh, I know that somebody's really struggling, but I also know if they just got their act together, you know, or they didn't do that, or they hadn't made this mistake in their life, or and I know if they hadn't done those few things that they, that they would actually be okay. So based on those reasons alone, I'm just going to pat them on the back and say all the best to you, but you could have done better. You brought this on yourself. We don't say that all the time, but sometimes we think it. And not just in the church, we might walk past other people who are having a hard time thinking, well, look what they've done to themselves. Without even knowing their story. And nobody's perfect. And all of us have made mistakes. And all of us have stumbled. And as we continue to read these verses, it says that these people had the favour of those around. In other words, those who, at that, when they looked at them, weren't believers. It says they were praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. Why were they enjoying the favour of all the people? Because there was something different about them. They had God's presence. They had that in common and they cared and they 
loved each other and they supported each other. It's easy sometimes to look at this and think that happened long ago, but it's tough economic times right now. Well, let me tell you, these people didn't even have Centrelink or anything like that. They couldn't go, well, you know, if you just go down to the Centrelink office, you'll be all right. You can get this or you can get that government support. You can get that government grant or you can do... None of that was around. They supported each other with what they had. People looked at that, at the way that they practically cared for one another, and they thought, I want to be part of that. Why? Because that doesn't exist apart from Jesus. And I guess even as we sit here this morning, I don't know, and you don't know, if the people sitting next to you are having a really tough time and they're here this morning and they're smiling and they'll say, how are you? But you have no idea what's going on in there in their life deeply and there might be people here that are really struggling there might be people here who are thinking I don't really know what's going to happen this week or I don't really know how I got to this stage or I've got this issue in my life and I don't know how I'm going to deal with it Um, but we're all here together I want to encourage you to continue to show love and compassion and care for the people that are around you here in this, in this church. Of course, as well, beyond this church, into the community, but particularly for the people here because we're on this journey together. And as we do that, people will see that and they'll go, there's something different about that. And the only way that we can do that, because I don't find myself, it comes naturally, is when we remember who they are. Now, I did have a reason for bringing this little Star Wars man along. When, when I look at that, and the reason that I have these little Star Wars men is because, like I said, it takes me back to a time and it reminds me of a really good time. It reminds me of when I was a kid, when I went, of just when, um, when we were a family and and the joy of just um, spending time with my brother and all of those types of things. And for you, you might not care at all about Star Wars, but I'm sure that you have things in your life where when you see them, you go, that reminds me of when I was a kid, or that reminds me of a good moment in my life. And those things that draw back those memories. Well, I want to remind you this morning of that time when you decided that you would follow Jesus. And that you decided that, you know what, I'm going to walk down that path and I'm going to follow Jesus and I'm going to give my life to him. And at that time you made a decision that changed your life. And you might remember back and you might think, you know, I was so excited then and I could see everything anew and I could see everything differently. There was all this passion and everything there. Well, this morning I want to just encourage you to remember that time so that that comes back to you, so that you, you feel that passion, that you feel that change in your life, that you feel the new perspective that comes from that, because it's only when we do that that true hospitality and community can happen. 
in a true hospitality and community in such a way that others will see and they will look and we will have the favour of them because, and we will see people come to know Christ because of that love that, and care that we have for each other. Hospitality and community is such a powerful, powerful thing. I, um, I um, enjoy gardening a little bit. Um, I'm, not, I'm really bad at it. So I enjoy planting the plants with hope that something will happen and then see them grow a little bit and then see them kind of die off and think, oh, well, that didn't work and then get another plant. Um, sorry, Jeff. But <laughs> I didn't know that while I was saying it. Uh, <laughs> your plants are fine. <laughs> and, um, th- and, but the, we're, we're, Jacinda and I were out in the garden just yesterday and we had this pot and this plant was growing really well. It's been growing really well for a while, so I thought, look how good that plant's going. That plant's amazing. It's a really good plant, so just let it go. And... Um, and um, actually, some of my plants grow better when I leave them alone, I've found. Like, just, they're like, if you can just stay over there, just leave me alone. Um, and so I've got this app on my phone where you can scan a plant and it tells you what it is. I have the same app on my phone. You can get apps, this app on your phone for nearly anything. We, um, we bought a bottle of wine the other night and you can stand in the in the wine shop scanning and, and it'll show you whether it's a good bottle of wine or not. And then when you walk out with a bottle of wine, they go, great choice. And I go, I know. I know a lot about wine. I don't know anything about wine. <laughs> Just said that it's a good wine. And so I, I scanned the plant and it said that this amazing plant that was going really well um, was a weed. So... <laughs> Apparently, it grows really well and easily. Um, and, and I thought, I'll be, I, well, why have I been wasting my time on that? I should have been spending my time on those, like tomatoes that are nearly dead, not, not on this weed. And I, I guess just as I close this morning, I want to encourage you, and wherever you are in life, to think about your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, that you can get a new perspective and, and, and not end up going, why am I wasting my time on doing these things when it's these things that matter? To love the Lord Jesus Christ, to serve him, to show compassion to each other and to care for one another, to try not to walk past other people, whether they be believers or not, on the street and judge people and think, oh, well, they don't really deserve my help because they haven't reached my standard, but when they get there, I'll help them. Like, like, ask God to challenge those things in your life that we might truly represent the body of Christ and be his church and that as we do that, his presence will be amongst us right here in this community and the community will see with those group of people there there's something different about them because it's the presence of god in their life it's the presence of god flowing through their life and and to other people
Let's pray. Dear Lord, we just want to thank you so much for all that you do for us, that you are so patient with us, that you are always there for us, Lord, that we can come to you no matter where we are in life, and that you will sit and that you will listen to us. Lord, we want to thank you that you are even right now here in this place. Even right now you are speaking into the lives of people that are sitting right here. And Lord, we thank you that you care and love us and you guide us and that you want to speak to us and that you want us to walk with you. Lord, I pray that as individuals and as a church, Lord, that we would just kneel before you and we would say, you are our God, Lord, and we want to be your people and we want to be your example to the world around us. In Jesus' name, amen.